0: Portis Director General Kevin Backhurst has said that he is not going to be engaging directly with talent agent Noel Kelly during negotiations for future pay agreements with presenters represented by Noel Kelly. And we can, I think, infer that that means that no agents will be engaged with, but rather that presenters will have to deal direct. The decision comes after a recent audit of the payments to Ryan Tuberty and the pay reported to Ryan Tuberty. And of course, the revelation this morning that Ryan Tuberty's name has been erased from his show or what was his show on RTE. Backer's stance raises questions about the relationships between agents, presenters and contract negotiations in the wake of the controversy. To discuss it, I'm joined by Ireland editor with the Irish independent Fiona Sheehan. I assume the other thing that it, it raises, uh you know, is concerns among other presenters about what's going to happen to their pay because a fair precedent has been set.
1: Yeah, so basically Kevin Backhurst, the director general of RT, confirmed last week that one of RT's biggest stars was going to be working for them, uh, intended to, uh, for a third of the money that he was on the previous year. So we now know Ryan Tuberty was on around, around, depending on which way you interpret it, uh, around about 540 last year once you include Renault deals and, and so on and so forth and barter accounts and, and all that. And he was going to be dropping the Late Late Show, just doing his, his radio gig and some podcasts and that was going to be 170 grand. So it sent a clear signal that this is the new benchmark. Uh, this is where it's it's being set. And Kevin has also said that for other people who are individually negotiating the contracts rather than being on a scale in the organisation, that this would arise when their contracts were up. So he's not going to be going around tearing up people's contracts and saying you need to come back in under this offer or else leave. But he's saying that as their contracts come up, it, this, is, this matter is going to arise. So there's a clear warning shot across the bows there. they they're not dealing with Noel Kelly point is, is reasonable enough. The, 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 the chief executive of the organisation shouldn't be negotiating anybody's salary, really. That's why you have a, a HR department and a, and a legal affairs department, of course. But I assume y- the
0: extrapolation off. is that RTE won't be dealing mm. with agents. Is that, well, is I, that I, would
1: be unfair? I, I, d- no, because the, this, this came up previously with, Kevin Backhurst, who said, well, you're not going to be dealing with agents. And he said, well, there are actors on Fair City who are represented by either a a trade union or an agent. You you then extend that and go, oh, we're not going to deal with trade unions. So you can't refuse to deal with the representatives. So if you don't have an agent, if you have, for example, a lawyer... As Roy Keane had for years, he didn't. He never had his own agent. He had a, a solicitor uh, re- representing him, for for example. Uh, so what what do you do if you only insist I'm on just dealing with you personally? Of course, on a on a on a on a level of discussing your role. How your your program is working and so on and so forth the chief executive of an organization should be interacting with staff across the entire organization that's fine but I don't think they can ban dealing with third parties full stop.
0: surely it is in the gift of the DG if he chooses to say look if I am going to be hiring you as a face at the front of my organization I want to sit across a table from you yeah. and eyeball you don't send me in a third party that
1: that that's fine but you're still going to have to deal with a third party when you're dealing with contract negotiations ultimately somebody who is a, a, a presenter uh, would would probably not know the niceties of the, the legal uh, issues that would arise in, in contract n- negotiations and so on. So, you know,
0: some, you're entitled to have representation of some sort. So if we <clears> assume, <throat> therefore, that there will be a pushback on presenter salaries across the board. And that, of course, will be interesting and will get a lot of coverage. But in the big scheme of RTE's current deficit and funding, mm. it is going to be but a drop in the ocean. What of all of that? Yeah, you know,
1: three hundred forty-five grand or one hundred and fifty grand, whichever way you want to look at it, paid to to Ryan Tuberty, that that caused this this whole palaver in the first place, doesn't amount to a whole hill of beans in terms of RTE's financial difficulties that have been going on for for quite some time now, and RTE's response to this consistently has been, give us more money. Uh, either from the public through the license fee, or or from the, again the public through the, the direct. But exchequer. this has
0: precipitated a much greater <clears throat> increase and in amplitude it, in the it, deficit it, it's, by it's virtue done, of people balking at their license it's fees. It's done
1: two things: It's put a, a focus firmly on on RT's finances, what its role is, uh, a separation between its its. Public service remit uh, and its commercial remit, uh, the structure of the organisation, how it needs to, how it needs to be reformed, uh, and also has caused this this crisis now around funding directly through the license fee, where they're already down five million. There would appear that two out of five people who bought. Their t- paid for their TV license a year ago are now not uh, paying for that so if that continues to grow then you get into a kind of a water charges situation where where basically you have a, a, a critical mass of people saying I'm not paying that uh, and That's a huge therefore, problem Yeah well inequity kicks in then because then those who are paying it start saying well why am I paying it if, if, if he's not paying it uh, how do the courts respond to that? Does it? Does it? Do the judge judiciary just turn around and go? Well, look, I think you've valid reason. If you go in and you say several reports have now have now come out about mismanagement of funding within RT, therefore I don't think I should be paying my taxes. A judge might well turn around. Well, actually, that's a reasonable enough uh, argument. You don't know,
0: and we've seen members of the judiciary say things along those lines already. they have already, they but have they've all, al- al-
1: already uh, said it, so precedents have been have been set there. So this now prompts a decision having to be taken by government Around what is the future of the, the funding model of RT? And various iterations have this, have this have come up over time. For example, should it be, should it be collected by revenue? The Future of Media Commission said scrap the TV license altogether, give the Department of Finance a heart attack, 220 million euros coming in, no way, and fund it directly from the Exchequer. But they might have to go down that, that, that route now. They might have to adopt a dual model whereby you have the license fee and you also have a guaranteed level of income from the government. The last increase was in 2008. And RT management would say, oh, we haven't had an increase in the TV licence uh, fee for 15 years. They also failed to mention that an economic crash happened just after that Every other tax went up. Every other area of spending was cut. But the TV licence fee stayed stayed steady and, and stable. So it is a hypothecated tax. It is ring-fenced, particularly for the, the provision of public service uh, media. But there's going to have to be greater levels of transparency around that.
0: Now. There's going to have to be greater <clears throat> levels of transparency. There's also going to have to be, within the organisation, one assumes, an evident programme of reform. And for some of the staff in Montrose, th- there may be elements of be careful of what you mm. wish for. Because when you start to make cuts, they've already sold the family system. Silver with the properties. D Forbes selling off huge tranches of land out in in Donnybrook. So where people tend to look when they need to cut costs is staff and staff numbers. Are we looking at redundancies? Are we looking at IR action?
1: Yeah, a number of of, of issues right here. In in terms of uh, increasing revenue, we saw that uh, RT tried to go down this route over recent times, bringing in other commercial revenue. They went down the Toy Show, the musical route, that ended up losing two million quid. They've sold off land. They still sit on a substantial uh, land base in the most expensive postcode in the country so that option will, will have to be examined as well and then you look at your, your day-to-day costs and the, the level of, of staffing so certainly if there is a move towards shifting the organisation to more being a public service broadcaster and outsourcing or privatising the, the commercial uh, side of it then all that issue of, of staffing uh, comes up and you're going to get into a real difficulty there in terms of, of uh, a, a trade union backlash uh, public backlash as well Anytime that RT have tried to make a move uh, on their, their, regional, uh, centers, such as, uh, trying to close down the, the Limerick studios where Lyric FM, uh, operate out, out of, they faced a political backlash and they, and they couldn't do it. So they do have that difficulty that any move that they try to make will be politically opposed.
0: What then about the specific legacy of the departure of Ryan Tuberty? Because Radio 1 now has what was once the Gay Burn Hour Gap, the 9 yeah. to 10 <clears throat> slot, which is the one of the most important slots in, in the um, broadcasting day from their perspective. Will they leave the schedule as is, or do you think Backhurst will use this as an opportunity to move a lot of deck chairs?
1: They, they have signalled that this is now... Uh, they, they were going to, basically up until last week, they were slotting Ryan Tuberty back in, uh, September the fourth, which is two Mondays' time, and life was going to continue on uh, as normal. Now he's basically saying they need to go back and look at their their schedule. Do they do they stop taking that break between nine and ten, where they go from from morning Ireland, uh, to Clareburn? Does the the gap in between where you get into kind of a lighter conversational mode as people wind down from getting ready for the morning for work and getting getting the kids out out the door? So there's certainly that opportunity there. Do you go heavier? Uh, on, on the current affairs uh, agenda, join uh, that. That, that time slot so that's that's a, a difficult this shake up happened previously when Gabe Orin, uh, retired when himself and Pat Kenny used to carve out the morning between them and then this, this slot uh, was created after the, the morning Ireland is still the, the, the best listen to, to show in the country we know from the figures uh, last week so they now have got that that those two decisions to take one is who is the new presenter who, who slots in wherever the, the, the time uh, arises and then the second issue uh, is Around what exactly do they do the time? Do they go from 9 to 11, for example, with, with Claire Byrne, and then do they go from 11 to 1 with lighter entertainment and then music, music and so on? That's all open to of now. So it's a good opportunity if there were any changes that they
0: had in mind. Finally, what of Ryan Tuberty Because whatever about the merits of the uh, case in general and the implications for RT on a personal level, to find yourself the centre of the national media dialogue for two solid months, effectively, Mm -hmm. through the summer, and to find yourself in a a position where you go from absolute broadcasting primacy to unemployment in, effectively, um, six or uh, 12 weeks, that has to be extraordinarily stressful and difficult.
1: Yeah, very difficult for, for him personally. And also, I think everybody has accepted that, he does have grounds for grievance on some aspects of of this controversy, particularly that issue of the twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen payments that were understated by RT that were true no fault of his whatsoever. The 2020-2022 Renault deal barter account and invoice, you can firmly point a finger at him there and say, yeah, you have to accept your your part of the, of, of the blame uh, there. But yeah, he he's gone from being the presenter of the the biggest chat show in in the land only since May to to now being. Uh, Outside, you would imagine other opportunities would arise. This is a nice new studio here <laughs> very nice new branding there on 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 the wall it's all right behind you, you anton uh so we we, we don't know uh where he will go probably a, a bit of a time for him now to 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 take stock and see where he wants to go because the media landscape uh is is changing you you look at the 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 growth in in podcasting uh now you're you're seeing that here in newstock with What the moves with, with off the ball uh, and so on. So, you're it's, it's not a, a guarantee, there's no guarantee he's going to go back into a, a mainstream media slot that will be uh, at a fixed time uh, every day. There are other opportunities there for him.
0: Why did he put out that statement, though?
1: I don't know, and and this is the the, the, the the curiosity uh, uh, about it. Uh, ultimately, yeah, he had been he'd been given uh, a win. Uh, he he didn't receive anything resembling an apology for the manner in which he was treated around that second tranche of earlier payments, which he probably deserves because the RT board I think treated him appallingly. Uh, there, there was no need to go back into the, the previous matter. On which his position was already well stated. Uh, he wasn't really winning that argument anyway with the public. So it's it's a mystery about why he 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 needed to do that do that again. Alternatively, you can you can look at this as well and say he was still the face of this national scandal. He said that all along uh, himself. So was this issue ever going to be resolved uh, as long as he continued to be uh, in, in RTE and had had ruffled feathers there over recent months with his, his response to this controversy? That's something that only Kevin Backhurst and Ryan Tupperty will know.
0: Fionn, thank you very much. That is Fianon Sheen, who is Ireland editor with the Irish Independent. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on news
1: talk